0: Hello there. Come in, and join us in the ginger snap. Yes, I said us. This is rather exciting. I'm being interviewed by the Magazine of Audio Fiction. They've got letters, scoops, reviews, interviews, and a few other things. I'm sure they're here today because of my sterling work in promoting podcasts. Isn't that right? Well, I'd
1: really like to go back to the original question, which was, how do you justify all these shows that have gone missing?
0: Well, firstly, I don't agree that lots of shows have gone missing. Sure, they're not on the shelf... But does that really mean they're gone? Some child could be running around with the show still in the library, so that isn't lost. And children aren't allowed to borrow shows, so if they've got them, it's not a problem.
1: But if you look at your shelves, so many shows are gone. How do you justify that to someone who comes in here and wants a show about, say, rival funeral directors?
0: I think it's important to recognize that we didn't lose things first. The first vanishing was in the non-fiction library. They had the Youngle Encyclopedia, a great book, really great book. And those truthers lost it.
1: You, you say truthers? What, what do you mean by that?
0: So look around you. All of these shows, they're fake shows. They're all made up. Totally untrue. They've got vampires, zombies, even this one about reading the brains of dead people. It's amazing. But do you hear about these shows in non-fiction? No, no, it's all true facts. Truthers. People who only want to know exactly what happened, when it happened, and where it happened. How sad is that? No imagination.
1: And the cost to the library's budget? Having to replace all these shows?
0: Here, look at this graph. You see that? That's a graph of late fees owed relative to time. You see how our graph is so much higher than everyone else's?
1: But that's fees owed as a proportion of the shows you've lost. I'm talking about how many shows you've lost relative to all the shows you should have, and what you, that means you for us. You your... can't
0: do that! Look, we've got a huge amount of money owed to us. When that comes in, we're going to be the single biggest contributor to the biscuit fund
1: biscuit fund? But, but that's only if they pay the fees. At the minute, it's just more shows out the door. How do you check that they'll bring them back?
0: Well, we don't want to put people off from coming to the library, so we don't check every time that they owe us a show. That seems mean. You can check too often. It's all in the manual.
1: Manual? What what, what manual?
0: The one over there on the desk. I suppose you haven't seen it yet. I got the best expert in the library to write it this week. He listened to most of the backlog of a tentacly horror show while i he did it
1: and how do you tell someone that the show they want isn't available how do you look someone in the eye and tell them that the show's gone away and maybe it's never coming back
0: listen it is what it is sometimes a show is just gone it tends to be one of our older shows they don't have the newfangled do not appropriate label on them but it's under control as much as we can control it
1: under control you're you're losing shows every day
0: But we're also gaining shows. See? There's all these new shows here, or at least these trailers. People keep sending these to us. People trust us to look after them. And if they keep making new shows, the numbers will go up again. Just on their own. It's a shame they put these really ugly stickers on them, though. They hide half of the cover. I don't know who puts them on there, but they must really like these little square copper labyrinths. Had to tip them all off before I can put them on the shelf.
1: And your bosses go along with this?
0: Oh, you don't want to listen to them especially the director, pay attention to the real listeners, who all say the new system is great. Like this person here. I bet you think it's wonderful, right? That's why you've come in to listen to these five trailers. Here, let me cue them up for you. First up, The Vanishing Act is a globe-trotting farce about a German magic enthusiast, an American con man in Paris, an unfortunately named engineer, a disappearing French magician, and a duck. A rambling absurdity in 12-ish parts.
1: 1699, a time of civil unrest, non-hair-related salons, and the most innovative stage magic ever seen in a union house. You know, I
0: don't know if you can tell, but the excitement is palpable out there. Historically, no one's seen anything like this. In 1699, I
1: mean. That is, until it wasn't. God damn it! I don't want to die. I have a reservation tonight. Which brings us to now. Berlin, 1933. A time of more civil unrest, artistic pretensions, and rising evil. Where a self-involved set designer... You see these? These are Lamarck's own original notes on the Vanishing Box. My most prized possessions in the world. An American con man... I'll even lend you the cape. You have a cape? I have a sheet. And a mysterious scientist. Where was it you said you went again? You can't speak its name. Ignore their history in pursuit of the mystery behind... The Vanishing Box. The
0: Vanishing Box. The Vanishing Box. Vanishing the
1: vanishing box. The vanishing box. vanishing box. the vanishing box. Vanishing box. Vanishing box. The Vanishing, the vanishing box. box. The Vanishing Act. A rambling absurdity in twelve parts. Coming this summer. The show's about Lamarck's Vanishing Box. I remade Lamarck's Vanishing Box. Nothing could go wrong. Alright? Alright, punch it.
0: Then, the patron saint of suicides, Haven Otomo, spends her spare time saving people from jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. She also owns a private suicide hotline. Possessed with the natural powers of persuasion, she's always been good at talking people in and out of things. When a rash of suicides hits the city, a detective reaches out for her help on the investigation and her insight into why people kill themselves. When the crime becomes more complicated, she must question the people she trusts most and whether they are involved.
1: It's so much easier to dwell on the masks. Shoes, masks, trains, guns, bodies. So much easier to be afraid of those. Then everything turned to chaos. Bullets ripped through the train car. They burst through glass, steel, and us. Someone is coming to kill me, Haven Atomo. I need help. Please help me the
0: detective held his hand just above the mass of poked flesh. When the train decelerated enough, his body slid off the front car and into the gravel, alongside of the rails. Barely looks human.
1: What are you looking for?
0: I've been thinking about the cases, and there's something I can't figure out. I wanted to get advice from the Golden Gate Angel.
1: Who the hell is that?
0: It's the nickname the cops gave you for saving 34 people from jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. Just because you carry a gun doesn't mean you want to use it or that you wouldn't feel devastated if you did. It's the second time we found a body near one of your murals.
1: It sounds like you don't think these are suicides, detective.
0: Two men who both have the same kind of discipline to wait there and let the train plow into them? It seems unlikely.
1: (laughs) Atonement makes us human, makes us strong, and gives us hope.
0: Audio Media presents the patron saint of suicides then Three's company have a very serious podcast taking a look at your life in the theatre and the fact that this is constantly derailed by adventures that change genre every time is something they politely ask you to ignore I'm writing a trailer for the podcast, Okay. Ooh. but I'm not sure how we should describe it. Well, it's a dry, serious, no-frills look at a life in the theatre yeah. from the perspective of our fair-to-middling three-man fringe theatre company. A fair-to-middling theatre company with an adventure department. No, we're not talking about those adventures that keep accidentally happening. We need to focus on the very important and serious matter of fringe theatre. Sounds thrilling. Maybe we should mention the adventure department. Spirit! How do I defeat a dragon? Did you say, how do I meet a dragon? Nope. Definitely met one. Whoa, crumbs. Was that called cool, mum? No. Calling mum. No, don't call mum. Oh, hi, mum. Yeah, and how when we get interrupted to do an adventure, it's in a different genre each episode. No, that's not the point of the podcast. We could mention... There's poison in his soup. It smells like arsenic. What? No, it doesn't. And stop calling me Nick. As we walked in, the stench of liquor and sweat hit me in the face. So did the doorman. This is the safest place in London. No one else has realised that zombies can't climb stairs. Actually, I think you'll find that's Daleks. Who are you?
1: The name's so slow. Ran so slow. Professional space cowboy and all-round rogue.
0: Wait, was that Rufus Hound?
1: In that case, I've just sent a group of cleaners to their doom. I did wonder about the squeegee.
0: That sounded like Les Dennis. I'll just stand over here. You won't even notice me. And that was definitely Yusef Kerkor. Come on, who's it going to be next? Caroline Quentin? Yes! It
1: is I! Oh. Due to a crash spaceship on the track, we will now be operating a replacement bus service. Aww. Captain, a strange signal is coming from the hostile trader planet. Your bottom...
0: Why did you help us? To cut a long story
1: short, the end.
0: Thanks for listening. Check comms, yes? Roger. Yes? No. What? No, Roger. Roger just means yes. The trap was set. The game had begun. The fog's rolling in again. What? You'll never catch him out now.
1: <laughs> Join me, Tom. Join the dark grey side. An antidote. You could save human kind. Defend
0: Flora. Take that, and that, and that. I can't carry all these. Look out for the condiments table. No one pretends to be the queen and shoots my friends and gets away
1: with it. Got it. How did you get free. Who are you three anyway? They are the Adventure Department and they're here to stop your reign of terror.
0: Oh, and I think we should have a narrator. It's time for Three's Companies. Adventure Department. Oh, all right then. We can talk about the adventure stuff. Woohoo! Now, what should we do for this trailer? to say subscribe at adventuredepartment.uk. Ow. And finally, This Weird Normal. This Weird Normal, a new five-part fiction podcast from the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, scripted by Stella Camel, Asif Khan and Susan Wakoma. Got big plans for the rest of the day? Not really, unless you count a Zoom meeting with Drama Cell. Seven young actors were all set to take a theatre show to the Edinburgh Fringe, then the pandemic struck. I think streaming the play with minimal audience could work. Maybe. Six audience members tops. It is June 2020.
1: Who asks how people are doing during a pandemic?
0: And they are faced with a choice.
1: Morgan and I have been so busy.
0: Yeah, we We've have. We've been
1: reading a play a day.
0: Really, Holly? Wonderful work. Do they just sit about waiting for something, anything to happen? The showroom in my mom's shop is looking like a uh, Are people busy? comfortable meeting up in person? Get down, get oh. down, get down. Get, uh, what? Or do they start making new plans? Why are you so awake? Because it's like 2 pm, idiot. Find This Weird Normal on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of your favourite podcast platforms. And make sure you rate, review, and share. Right, that's your lot for this week.
1: Wait, didn't you say five trailers? Where's the other one gone?
0: No, no, it's definitely four. You must be counting wrong. I. Uh, what? And I think that's enough questions from you. I guess you'll want a picture of the article as well. Here. Take this one. I've already signed it. And I'll put that on the Twitter as well, so everyone can enjoy it. It's at Audio Drama Debut. Anyway, Cheerio.